The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. It's all about Fire Prevention Week as well. As you know, uh, on Monday, Inside Safety Monday segment, we spoke with Officer Jude Rogers of the Trantabago Fire Services. And this year's theme had to do with uh, cooking um, with cooking safety that starts with you. Pay attention to fire prevention. All right? So joining us uh, on our Zoom link... We have the Assistant Divisional Fire Officer of the Fire Prevention Section, Miss, uh, well, Diane Samuel. Um, hello? Are you hearing me? Uh, yes, I'm hearing you loud and clear. Pleasant good afternoon. Pleasant good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, what's the correct pronunciation of your last name? It's pronounced Ketel. Ketel. It's pronounced with a K. Yeah, it's French. It's pronounced with a K. Ketel. Ketel. Well, Mrs. Ketel, yes. welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM as we deal with the issue of Fire Prevention Week. All right. I must say congratulations to you on attaining your complete associate degree and master's degree. All right. I don't know what, what were those degrees in, though, by the way, if you don't mind me asking. Sure, no problem. My associate degree was in business management and my master's was, was in human resource management. All right. So you're going for the um, for your PhD just now? <laughs> Well, between <laughs> you and God, we'll have that conversation. Indeed, so. <laughs> All right, so as an assistant divisional fire officer, the ADFO of the fire prevention section in the northern division, she's going to talk about talk to us today um, about um, our topic. Basically, this afternoon is geared towards, just trying to get it here for you, cooking. All right, it's geared towards cooking safety and that kind of thing, and how do you prevent these fires from happening? Now, what is most interesting about Mrs. Cattell is that she joined the fire services back um, in 1992 on December 1. All right, so the 1st of December, she was the first uh, of 30 females, first of 30 females to enter the TTFS at that time. And I mean, well, congratulations. Uh, uh, I hear our next voice in the background there. Are you hearing me clear? Yes, I'm hearing you very clearly. All right. I'm hearing you very clearly. All right, Ms. Ms. Diane. Let's start our conversation as it goes down to uh, Fire Prevention Week and the information that you would like to share with our listening public here on Freedom. Well, I know Officer Jude and Officer Arjun that you had on Monday would go more in-depth with the actual theme and what we expect within the fire prevention week i have a very special heart about cooking when it comes to when we're cooking around our children and cooking when it comes to the elderly or persons who are now going through that phase of alzheimer's or any kind of illness that can hamper their ability to really be safe in the kitchen by themselves and I'm speaking from a, a area of personal experience, and that's why I have a special heart about it. Well, one of the things that I want you to clear up for us this afternoon, officer, is let's talk about some of the safety procedures that we can put in place when it comes to children and the kitchen, uh, adults that, as you mentioned, suffering with early stages of dementia, Alzheimer's. How do we protect our loved ones? And uh, what safety measures do you recommend that parents and guardians should employ when dealing with kitchen cooking and safety well of course the very first and main um, point is that we must have um, awareness of where our little ones and our elderly are 
when we are cooking. Uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of women and men that are in the home, they try to multitask. So sometimes we put the pot on the fire, we put the water to boil, to, to probably do the rice or whatever. And then of course we have a lot of laundry in the washing machine or something else is going on at the same time. But we have to be aware that once we have little children within our facility or within our home, or we have the elderly that uh, our elderly parents who are now going to that early state of dementia, we must always be aware of where they are when we have put something on our stove. That's the, that's the main point. Just be aware of where they are. We can't leave them unattended and our pots unattended at the same time. That's, that's the first and major point we have to come across. All right. Today. You, you know, one of the things, persons, as you mentioned, to pay attention, you know, um, in our safety um, Mondays, our show on Monday, um, Mr. Lal Chan, Officer Lal Chan and Officer Jude Rogers chatted with us and it, there was a thing called sleep, sleep deprivation, when you're sleepy and stuff like that, you know. Um, let's talk a little bit because all I have to do with cooking as well, there are some persons will come home and uh, like have a nice little somebody from traffic inside the studio right now and I'm sure she would have gone home tired a day and pour on eggs to boil and fall asleep. Let's talk about somebody, I mean, we, we mentioned it on Monday, but it, it could never hurt to um, reiterate on these things. Your thoughts? Well, I actually have a practical experience, not personally, but where I used to live before, I used to live in Maloney in one of the apartments. And a night I was staying up late and you know, enjoying the cool air and watching outside my louvers. And I just saw this whiff of smoke passing in front of my louvers. And when I went to investigate, my neighbor on my on the right hand side, he came home a little intoxicated, put on something to cook, and went and lie down. And the pot started to burn. And of course, it started to grow into a little fire. So people who were outside were seeing it through his louvers, stand where his louvers was open. And we had to break into his door because he was knocked out completely. We had to break down his door wow. to get into his house to extinguish the fire. And two days later, he did the same thing. So the, the neighbors had to actually hide his gas tank from him. So he wouldn't do it again. And this is a case where this person is not only, he came out a little intoxicated, he also suffers from epilepsy. So he actually put something on and had a seizure in his house and he lives by himself. So when you're sleep deprivated and know we are very tired and want to cook something, it might be easier just to have some microwavable meals, throw it in the microwave for two minutes. Even if you fall asleep, that microwave will turn off. You know, that was, that, uh, you, see, you see why you could never fail to re-mention information that was already there. Because even though we talked about it at length, we came up with another plan as to how we can help persons um, prevent fires or get a handle on a blaze, a potential blaze early on. Because nine out of ten times, when you do see the blaze, as you mentioned, you, meant, you saw the blaze or, the, or the, the, the whiff of smoke through your louver, at that time, there was a blaze. All right? Yes. So sometimes when neighbors do see the blaze and call the fire services, it's too late. And we were talking about yes. detectors in the house with an app where you can, from the time the smoke hits the detector, you can see that on your app. It beeps off. You realize which room in the house is, um, is under threat and call fire services immediately from your phone and send them to your residence and then you head home one time, you know, rather than you don't know what's going on and you, you either see it on social these days or your neighbor call you or when you reach home, you now realize yes. your house gutted. 
So the thing about That's it right. is this. I'm happy that you mentioned microwavable meals because that can be a solution for a person who is a busy is a busy body. What do I mean by that? The officer just mentioned it. You're intoxicated, you take a little Friday night lime, you live alone, um, you, as you mentioned, you have certain ailments like epilepsy or certain things, and you want to cook, you have to eat, right? But if you have these little microwavable meal or even food that you would have cooked previously that you have in your refrigerator, and you come home and you're a little drunk or sleepy, you put something on a plate and you put it in the microwave and you set it, it will warm, but then if you don't get up and check it, the worst case scenario goes spoiling the microwave and smells thing, but you will take it on toss it away. You ain't That's going right. Your house, you know? And if you're a health conscious person, mm -hmm. there's nothing saying that, okay, persons who work shift, you have a two days off, right. two days off, yeah. you, work, you have that one day when you probably get up and you're rested. You can now prep up a, a meal for the next three, four days and put it in your um, put it in your deep freeze or put it in your fridge. So on the days when you're awake and you can cook fresh, no problem. But in the days when you're really tired, you know, you had a hard shift, you know, you didn't get much sleep or didn't get any sleep at all. When you come home, you already have your meal prepared. So you don't have to purchase anything. You can have your freshly prepared meal in the freeze. Just mm -hmm. take it out, defrost it. And so you can keep your, if you're on a diet, mm -hmm. a special diet, the, the, the keto diet mm -hmm. or the Atkins diet or whatever, you will already have your prepared meal in the fridge ready for you to enjoy. So in the microwave, as I said, if you fall asleep, as you rightly said, you can get up the most you say it's just cold again or it might have spoiled. Mm -hmm. But you, you have reduced the risk of putting something on the fire to warm. You know, and I mean, like I said, I, I, I can't, thank you enough you know for that information because it is so practical for us to to take note of when it comes to to, to fire prevention now you're part of the fire prevention week let's talk about some of the activities you have attended so far today is actually wednesday it would have started on sunday with a prayer service and then into monday tuesday of course today what are some of the activities when uh, that uh, have gone by so far well in the northern division we have decided to do a lot of visits to some of these eating establishments um i can't remember the new name of it right now it used to be mr charles it's now i think is one woodbrook way or one woodbrook road mm -hmm. so how they have these different eating establishments in one um area mm -hmm. i've seen about two or three more establishments similar to that and so we are going to these different establishments to talk to them we're not going them to do an investigation we're not going to excite them for anything. We're going to have a conversation with them during fire prevention because we're not just looking at cooking in the home. We're looking at cooking at these establishments mm -hmm. to make sure that they are aware of the safety requirements that are needed to make sure that when persons come to purchase food at the establishment in case of an emergency, mm -hmm. we know how to operate safely. So we are, that, is our, that is our plan, to go from these different establishments every day to establish that relationship with them. That is our main drive, just to meet and greet with the persons out there who are cooking for other persons. Oh, so you're all visiting these establishments and doing yes. fire prevention, safety with them and that kind of thing? Of course, yes. We're just going to have a look around, see, have a conversation with them and and make, um, make sure that they are aware of the safety guards that are needed to operate their business safely. Because we're not there to, we're not going out there to shut down anybody. That's not the plan. That's not the drive. It is basically to make sure everybody is fire safety safe. But how about the reception um, when you guys go out there to these, like you said, you went, that place was known as, I think it was a restaurant back then. 
don't know what they call it. It was. I, I can't remember the name right now. It used to be Mr. Charles. Mr. It's Charles. Now because it's it's right. It used to, it's now separated to different eating establishments. Um, in talking to my staff, the reception is really good. You know, they are willing to listen. They're willing to hear. It's now even after fire prevention week, we intend to probably reach back out to them to make sure that you know they are aware and to try to bring the standard up to par. You know, and if we see any um, areas that is lacking, we would revisit them again give them their little ideas of what they need to do and put it in place so it's not just for just the week the week is just a reach to make them be aware give out our contact number give out any information that they need and then to go back to them at a later date to ensure that they are fire safe okay so we really want to make sure the buying public mm -hmm. is safe also so once you get in there and you recognize any anomalies or anything that does not look safe um, you're not any. You, you all are not about shutting down these people, but it's basically to make them conscious. Yes, of course. Um, some years ago, when our batch celebrated our 20 years in the service, mm -hmm. we, uh, so it's because of December, we decided to go into on Frederick Street, and we did a walk through on Frederick Street. I was walking to the stores and to, mentioned to the stores about Christmas safety. Mm -hmm. So a lot of persons were looking at us nervously. And we walked in there with a smile and said, no, we're not here. We are celebrating our 20th anniversary as females in the organization. We just want to give back by sharing with you all about fire safety for the Christmas. And once everybody was aware of what we were doing, they were very receptive. And that's the same thing for Fire Prevention Week. It's just going out there to share the information with them. Wow. Uh, yes. And as I said, so far they have been receptive. So far? Yes, so far. Well, I'm totally happy, 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 happy to hear about this. Because, look, just yesterday, I think it was, um, there was a video that started circulating on social media. Um, what you call it? A fire out there at UE where some cars... The, the cars, yes. But I still don't understand what happened. I didn't get the full, you know, employee and the story as to what transpired there. But... People need to understand how dangerous fires are. You know, they, I don't think they, they fully appreciate the dangers that's associated with fire, um, even oil fires. Would you like to share some, some information as it relates to that as well? Of course. One of the main things a lot of persons fail to realize sometimes or when they get nervous, um, first you have to recognize how comfortable you are around fire. There are some persons that are, you know, they're cooking, yes, but if a little blaze is, um, you know, in those cooking shows, they see they put a little wine in the pot, in the, in the, in the saucepan, and then they light it to the fire so the fire could blaze. They do that to burn off the alcohol to leave the savor of the wine that they're cooking in mm. the food. So that is the purpose for doing that. But there are persons who are comfortable doing it. There are other persons, if that happens to them, they will drop the pot. That will just spread over the whole kitchen. The kitchen towel next by will just, and then you run, run out the kitchen and then there's a fire. The word, first thing you have to understand is that you have to be in control. So in case, and this is a actual experience with my mother, um, she was in the early stages of, of um, Alzheimer's and she was one of those persons who's always doing something, always on the go, always cooking, always cleaning, always. And a day, a Saturday, I was planning to go out. Mm -hmm. And for some strange reason, I was just hanging around the house. I don't know why, because I mean, I was supposed to leave at, I think it was about one o'clock. 
and on half past two, I was still home wondering, Diane, why don't you get to the house? And while I was home there, I just saw this orange glow. My bedroom wasn't too far from where the kitchen was. And as I got into the kitchen, my mother, like she was using, you know, these old time people don't like to throw away oil. So they, they fry something and they save the oil. So she actually, she was using the old oil and it flared up. And she was now going to throw water into the pot. And I had to bawl, mommy, no! She stopped. The simplest thing that when you have those fires, you must always have a lid for your pots, um, for that pot. You just use the metal or the metal lid to cover the pot. You don't use plastic, please. Just remember that you don't take the plastic thing that is covered in the microwave. No, you use a metal lid, you cover the pot, and you extinguish the, uh, extinguish the fire. And she was going to throw water. When you throw water in an oil fire, that just causes the fire to blaze further and your kitchen curtain or your kitchen towels that are nearby would be um, on fire. And in no time, fire doesn't take no time to jump from kitchen to living room to bedroom. Within less than five minutes, you'll have a full spread of fire within your home. Hmm. As little as that. Hmm. I am very so happy. Once you're cooking in the kitchen, whatever pot you're using, always have the corresponding lid or lid a bit bigger to cover that pot in case of any fires within, especially when you're cooking fats and oils. Interesting. I want to say good afternoon to my good friend, Fire Officer Jude Rogers. You all know him from Safety Mondays. He's my co-host every Monday on Freedom. Good afternoon to you, Mr. Rogers. Sir. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. I am hearing you now. Pleasant good afternoon. Pleasant yeah, good afternoon to our listeners. You know the fellas don't know about Pleasant technology, good boy. Good. Yes, boys. Mm. Pleasant good afternoon to the officer on the other line. Pleasant afternoon, Mr. Jude. <laughs> Thank you so much, officer. Right, so um, just joining the conversation, I just heard about um, fire on the kitchen stove and the lids, etc., etc. And um, I just want to reiterate what the officer was saying in that um, you you really don't want to attempt to use water in a kitchen at all, Davy, because the challenge that you have there with that water being um, able to 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 oil rising above the water, it turns to water vapors and it literally spreads. So we want to avoid those situations. Indeed, so eh? we, we, it's a must. It's a must. It's a must. Um, the thing about it is, persons don't seem to understand the seriousness when it comes to that. Uh, I'm happy that the officer just now was able to share a personal experience. Actually, she shared two with us where, you know, situations could have gotten out of hand and things, well, place could have gone down, you know. And yeah. it, it, what it shows is the human side to you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, you all are humans like everyone else. You all would have experiences. And I'm happy to know that when you all personally experience these things, you're not just speaking because you would have learned something in a classroom and becoming a fire officer when you were in training. But yeah. for, some, for some persons, I mean, and, and she is one of the pioneers in this country, being one of the yeah. first 30 yes. out of 30 females to enter. That's right. the. I wonder if only made it difficult. She, she thinks she can live a Randy. <laughs> I, I think yeah. the officer... Well, equipped. <laughs> when we were in training, they said we were getting the same pay 
In fact, when I joined the job, I didn't have the term firefighters. I was a fireman for the first two years of my career. I had a signed fireman. <laughs> so I had to do the job of a fireman. I, I went on ambulance calls and people watched me and said, Mom, you can lift me up? Yes, sir, of course I can. And I did. We were well trained. I, I, I thanked the officers. They made sure that people didn't, at least I took it seriously. I didn't want somebody to see me. In fact, I was glad I was known as a fireman. They didn't see, I didn't want to see me as a woman. I want to see me as a firefighter or a fireman at the time. I worked hard, we trained hard, and yes, we had to lift up, lift up persons heavier than us. Wow. You can look for the lightest person. We had to, because it was not just about weight, it's about technique. So once ah, you have the proper technique, you can, right. lift up, you can lift up your weight or more. Because when I watch in short man Jude, I don't know if short man can live up brandy, you know, but yeah, yeah, right, you understand? <laughs> you would be surprised, you'd be surprised. And David, I want to endorse what um, Officer um, Kettle is um, saying to the, the nation. In fact, I was told that when I joined training many years after um, the officer had joined, because she's very senior to me, I was told that we got the water down training because they were the ones that got all the top instructors wow. on the older years. So, um, that goes to show that she's made of something tougher than um, some of the fire officers that we may possibly have today. Well, if not, I might say so. well not only not only she alone. I would imagine the other twenty nine females that entered back in nineteen ninety two, around December. Oh, yes. You know, are all oh, oh, all those oh, females oh, yes, are still there? Unfortunately, I have three batch have passed on. Okay. Um, and a few have retired because, mm. as I said, this December first coming would be 31 years wow all right so a few have left retired one or two have resigned because of other issues but i had three that passed mm. um god rest their soul um you know so there are a few of us left in the organization from that first batch and all of us have have still have that love for the job that love to pass on because I am not looking at trying to best any female in the organization. I'm trying my best to, to part that trail mm. for the others to come and even go oh, um, further than me, oh, if possible. Further than she did. Yeah, yes. agreed. That, that, is, that, is, that is the aim of a lot of our female batch because we're the trailblazers. And as I said, there are others are coming up. So we have to make sure that when we came into the job, you know, there were a lot of um, men who didn't think we could do it. We're too weak. We're too this. So. We had to chart that path. So, thankfully, um, we have done the job. It's mm -hmm. just for the ones coming up now to keep that path. Keep that momentum and make flowing. Sure that we, yes, yes. Mm. All right. Uh, as we continue our discussions in Fire Prevention Week, today is actually yes. Wednesday. All right. Uh, we smack dead middle of the week, um, 11th um, of the 10th. What is the, you know, how, what, 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 what would you all have done within the last couple of days in terms of fire prevention? Where were you guys? I mean, um, Ms. Ketel would have shared some information, but Jude, talk to me. All right. So um, definitely uh, we have officers that have chosen to be out on the road. Um, and when we say out on the road, we've actually gone to schools. I can speak for some of the counterparts in Tobago because whatever we do in Trinidad, Tobago is also part of our initiative. So in Tobago, they would have gone to Patience Hill and they would have gone to um, St. Mount St. George to speak to students in the schools there. And today they are in Crown Point. 
looking at industrial kitchens and and you know that stretch you know tobago carnival is coming up and yeah. so instead of the mm -hmm. officers staying in their in their stations they've gone out to reach out to some of the roadside vendors some of the little you know the cooking huts the barbecues and all of that that are out mm -hmm. there making sure that when those those um tourists those local tourists from trinidad flood tobago with um with 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 Tobago Carnival activities that the, the the extinguishers are there that the vendors are wise about how they should um, treat with their open flames etc etc. So um I know callers want to get in. I'm asking if you can allow the callers to get in. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, caller, are you there? All right. Uh, so while that person is yeah, I'm going to stress in in the southern division as well. Southern Division um, would also be heading out and, and getting into those areas, the malls and those places. In the Central Division, likewise, we would have gone to some schools. And I would allow Officer um, Ketel to tell us what has been going on in the Northern Division, which she heads at this point in time. All right. So what other kind of, uh, as we get set to wrap our interview, uh, let me see if the caller will come through now. Hello, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, Davey. Good afternoon. To the, two, to the two officers there. Um, I just listened to the officers outline some activities taking place over this week as uh, Prevention Week. What I'd like to ask the officer is how often do you all do this? Is this just a once-in-a-year uh, thing, or do you have this uh, regular base keep checking with the different, um, you know, fire outlets like the food outlets and the restaurants and going to the schools and giving the updates and that kind of thing? I'll listen off here. Thank you. Officer, you want to take that question? I think that's an excellent opportunity for us to, to, to delve into it. Well, of course, that is, we will take a little more um, notice of the June Fire Prevention Week, yes, but ever so often we do go out into the communities and we do go out to the establishments to take a look because um, prevention is better than cure. We always prefer to prevent a fire from taking place. So ever so often, we do reach out to some of these eating establishments and make sure that everything is up to mark. Every year or so, every year, they need to renew their fire certificate. So that's a good opportunity for us to make sure and check to make sure to ensure, sorry, that they are within fire certification to make sure they have the extinguishers, water, um, their suppression systems, the evacuation plans. So it's not something we just do once a year. We do have to keep check. There are a lot of establishments. So sometimes we are not even aware. Like I said, the one that now turned into eating establishment, I only noticed the other two within the last month. So I am glad that this time came around so we could go on to the walkthrough. And so if persons see an eating um, establishment and they're concerned about the fire safety aspect of it, they can give us a call and we can give it a check. As I said, it's not about shutting down these establishments. It's to make sure that they are compliant with the fire safety regulations. Well said. Well one said, officer. One texter um, is saying, if you all are not shutting mm -hmm. down establishments, uh, what are you all doing to have the safety, to ensure that they comply with the safety measures? Officer, oh, um, Yeah, definitely. So, Davy, um, in certain instances, we've had to actually ask for persons to cease and desist. Because I'll tell you this, we don't only um, inspect the, the permanent structures, but when you have an event, Davy, 
There are many food mm. vendors that attend the Marshall show and the carnival shows and all these different events. Mm. And if you notice, fire officers are at these events. And we would let the, 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 the persons in those events know that they will not be allowed to cook at that event if they are not fully equipped with a proper working fire extinguishers and they are not clothed properly, etc. They have not segregated uh, waste and all these different things we look at, the electrical wiring. So I want persons to know that the job of a fire officer, especially a fire prevention officer, is that of public safety. And we take life and limb above property. And then we look at humanitarian services. So it means, therefore, that all of what we've talked about, the fire officer, his job, uh, his or her job is never ending. So that, Davy, we are, some of us are authorized officers. We're authorized to enter premises once there is an imminent danger. It means, therefore, that, Davy, if your neighbor is doing something that can mm -hmm. cause harm to you and the rest of the community, a fire officer, can, fire, officer, fire officer can stop, enter using his badge, and you have to allow that officer to enter, him or her, his or her, and they will then ask you to make corrective measures. So I want the callers to know that the fire officers have the authority and they actually exercise that duty in, in times when it's absolutely necessary. And that's the thing I and want just people want to, to clarify, that. just want to clarify, it's only in relation to fire safety. Please do not call the fire officer if your dog runs inside the house and the house. <laughs> it's, it's in only relation to fire safety, please. Call us. I can just imagine some of the crazy calls you all would have received over the years about persons. Yes. I know one of the most mischievous calls I had, I heard about written recent times was, uh, it's, I think it was in the same Maloney area, or Bonnie, Maloney I think it was, I can't remember, but the fire truck came, fire services were called in, and persons, I think it was last year, December, persons were having uh, an issue with water. And they sought to tell the fire services, when the fire services arrived on the premises, only to realize they wanted a tank filled. And then I saw the fire truck because yes. the ambulance came and the fire truck ended up in the police station. Mm. So I would imagine they went and make a report because That's this is right. the wasteful employment of the fire. And the man almost got in an accident en route thinking it was an emergency. And lives, lives were needed to be saved. So persons, we want to encourage you to not make those type of calls. If you want water, call. Ask. They will tell you if they can accommodate. I remember that situation when persons were calling the Arima station and what they were told is that throughout the day, they would have had drops that they were making and assisting citizens. But remember, their primary function lives and safety and the safety of lives and property. Yeah. So there's yeah. not ready to come and bring out a tank of water for you. But yeah. they, with the, out of the goodness of their heart, they do so. We thank them for that. But do not waste their time. If it's water you want, say that. Don't call and say it's an emergency. You'll find yourself in some serious legal problems. It's against That's the law correct. to do that. So I thought I would share that. All right, guys. So, hey, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, of course, Officer Cattell, don't be a stranger. Maybe Officer Rogers will bring you inside his show. Because you have a big show called Safety Mondays, no? Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah, he does be on the radio right through now. He's popular right now. People just pass and see me and say, hey, I see you. You used to be on radio? I don't know how to see him, but... <laughs> yeah, one of them kind of appearances for radio now, you know? Yeah, one of them kind of... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good That's my friend That's it's all friend, good it's all Murray. good it's all good and fun it's all good and fun it's I, always i just want to thank you for having me at this uh, uh, during this period it was a pleasure to share the information yes yes i really hope the members of the, of the republic of Toronto Tobago are aware that mm -hmm. the Toronto Tobago fire service is here to serve you mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. make sure that we are here to ensure your safety 
And in those times of need, when there's a fire, we are there to support you, to comfort you. Because the fire prevention also does, if there's a fire and the person has lost their belongings, we do letters of assistance to help them to go back to courts or to the immigration department to get their ID card. We do these letters for them. So we are not just there sitting down waiting for a fire call. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are always on the go doing something to make sure that the members of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago are well served mm -mm. at all times. She's well-trained, boy. She been doing this a minute now? She up there, boy. She up there, boy. I'm sure Fitzgerald Hines is very proud of this woman now as part of the national security. <laughs> so, guys, it's always a pleasure. Of course, thank you so much as we continue with the fire prevention week. Um, remember, cooking starts with you. Safe, safety. Safety, cooking and safety start with you. And, of course, it's all about the prevent, uh, prevention of fire. Uh, we don't want, as, as I said, we don't want to let them fellas, let, let Officer Kittel and, and Jude Rogers and Mr. La, Officer Lal Chan and others like them, let them take our taxpayers' money and let we quarrel about it because they have nothing to do now, boy. Let's quarrel about hmm. it. We, them taking my, paying my tax and them taking my money and they, what them just do any day come? Nobody housing burning down. That will be a wonderful time. They will feel very yes. proud. So let us, yes. let, us, let us make them, let that statement resonate. Wasteful employment of my money by fire services. Because right now, based on the ratio, it's not wasteful employment. So, Officer Kittel, thank you so much. And we talk to you in the near, you in near future. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.